So it's a pleasure being here once again today. And 
All scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible. And just to remind persons that I'm live every Monday. So today is a continuation from where we had stopped off last week. And uh, I would like to discuss the second foundational pillar of civilization. And that will speak about the God-ordained monogamous family consisting of one man and one woman as the ideal model for the godly, peaceful, and harmonious population and occupation on planet Earth. So, brethren, the second foundational pillar of civilization is the God-ordained monogamous family, consisting, as it does, of one man and one woman in a lifelong marital union. So, this fact can be found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, which says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Now, the God-given reason for the establishment of that scripture, the matrimonial family model, is that God might seek a godly seed. So you could read for yourselves Malachi chapter 2 verse 15 as confirmation of this fact. Now, undoubtedly, history has taught us that wherever, right, as we read in Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, God-ordained matrimonial directive is accepted and practiced. Family, community, and national harmony have always been the realized norm. On the other hand, whenever and wherever, based on what we read in Genesis 2.24, is divinely given, the family initiative is despised and rejected, family, community, and national chaos are always the order of the day. So as a consequence of the reality, as we, as we read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, I now invite persons to let us go together and look into the good book, otherwise known as the Holy Bible, to see if what I have said prior is substantiated or not. So accordingly, brethren from genesis chapter 4 verses 19 to 21 we observe that lamech who came from the lineage of cain was the first polygamist and the second murderer of the human race cain being the first so as can be seen the rebellious departure from the god-ordained pattern of the family as cataloged in genesis chapter 2 verses 23 to 24 triggered a corruption that incubated such societal violence and decay. So that caused God to respond by destroying mankind and that wicked world by a tempestuous flood, with Noah and his extended family being the only survivors. And this fact can be confirmed by reading Genesis chapter 6, verses 12 to 13, which states, God looked upon the earth... And behold, 
it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So that's Genesis chapter 6, verses 12 to 13. So that decision made prior to destroy mankind from off this planet was a grievous one indeed and was only taken by God after man's departure from the God-ordained pattern of family life led to such wickedness in man to the extent that every imagination of his thoughts was only evil continually. So grievous was man's rebellion and degeneration to God that he was left with no alternative but to destroy man along with all other living creatures from off the face of the earth. So that's Genesis chapter 6, verses 6 to 7. So surely it is worth noting that the only survivors of the flood of Noah's day consisted of four married couples who upheld the God-ordained family model as described in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. So isn't that something that one should be thinking about? Because it surely is. And can we ever forget that Joseph's refusal to violate God's matrimonial pattern of Genesis chapter 2 verses 23 to 24 contributed in, in ensuring that he became governor of Egypt? So I want persons... To never forget that. So brethren, it is so important to God that the upholding of his family life model of Genesis chapter 2 verses 23 to 24. That a man as beloved of God as King David, though forgiven by God, had to face the iniquitous retributive consequences of his sin of taking another man's wife. So the following excerpt surely highlights God's point of view on this foundational issue. And it states, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife and has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thy own house, and I will take thy wives before thy eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before this son. So that's Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 7, and verses 9 to 12. So what we read is quite clear, and it reinforces the fact that the God-ordained family model is God's recipe for a humane society. And whenever God's family life pattern is despised and discarded, the retributive consequences can be dire indeed. So now 
let's look at one more example that highlights the importance of the upholding of this second foundational pillar of civilization. So accordingly, when Abraham, the father of faith, gave into his wife's advice and made Ishmael with his wife's handmaiden Hagar, that sinful departed from the divinely given family model of Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 through the practice of the heathen nations then was the catalyst that incubated the hatred between Ishmael and Isaac's descendants, an iniquitous hatred that continues up to this very day. So now if you have any doubts concerning the conclusion which I have arrived at prior, please read Psalm chapter 83 verses 1 to 7 underscoring verse 6. In particular, and observe that the second on the list of nations that will conspire to wipe Israel off the map in the last days is the Ishmaelites. So brethren, by not upholding the God-ordained family model of one man and one woman as a recipe for societal harmony and civility, Abraham unwittingly created one company of combatants against Isaac's end-time descendants. And that is a pity, and it's an end-time calamity. So, as can be seen from the history of the world and from the current happenings all around us, that whenever and wherever this second God-ordained foundational pillar of civilization as recorded in Genesis chapter 2, verses 23 to 24, is despised, the result is always personal grief, resentment, chaos in the home, in the community, and consequently, the ultimate disintegration of that society and nation. And the sad thing about this is that there is no exception to this rule. So, if the statement made is bad, what is even worse is the fact that the Church of Jesus Christ, which ought to be the staunchest upholder of this divine foundational initiative, has lately become a defiant accomplice in despising and destroying this divinely given foundational pillar of civilization. So, to the preachers, lest you forget, please read Psalm chapter 11 verses 3 to 6 and see what God's response will be for those who treat him with ignominy. So has this world forgotten what happened to Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim when they despised and discarded the God-given code for civilized occupation of planet Earth and chose instead a lifestyle of homosexuality? to the point where they refused virgins, but groped with blinded eyes instead after their own kind, that God rewarded them with fire and brimstone from heaven. I trust that it has not. So please read Genesis chapter 19 verses 1 to 29, then Deuteronomy chapter 29 verses 19 to 23. And understand that God has carried out and will carry out, even in our day, his threat of Psalm chapter 11 verses 3 to 6 
and rain snares, fire and brimstone, and devastative tempest on any nation or people who are determined to despise and discard his second foundational pillar of civilization. So see Isaiah chapter 24, verse 18, if in doubt. So as I come to a close of this segment today, I feel constrained to remind one, my brethren, that when these two foundational pillars of civilization, as I have done last week, I started that um, this, this chapter, and now today, were despised and abandoned by Earth's earlier civilizations. God responded decisively to that wicked behavior and destroyed that world with its wicked inhabitants. So for confirmation, please read Genesis chapter 7 verses 11 to 23. So brethren, do you believe that this generation that has adopted a similar lifestyle as that which obtained in Noah and Lot's day would fare any better? Read Leviticus chapter 18 verses 16 to 30. Isaiah chapter 24 verses 1 to 18 and Jeremiah chapter 25 verses 29 to 33 and inform yourselves of God's prophesied judgment for this terminal generation that believe that it can treat God ignominiously and yet live peacefully on this planet which is a masterpiece of his creativity. It will be far worse of this I am very sure. So brethren, if this generation continues to despise God, it shall receive the greatest devastative divine judgment ever experienced by humanity. Of this, I am absolutely sure. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week, Monday again. It was a pleasure being here. Please spend time and read your word. Remember that Jesus Christ will be returning soon, so prepare yourselves for his return. Have a safe and productive week. Jesus bless.